guys, before we jump into this episode, I just want to do a little disclaimer. Today we talk about Jonestown, and we may have had a few drinks, of course, as we do on this podcast, and we say Jamestown. So it's very embarrassing, but just so you know, it's Jonestown, not Jamestown. So (laughs) please forgive our stupidity and enjoy the episode. Thanks. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. This is our season finale for for the new year. We're taking January off to kind of get things, you know, in place and figured out. On point. There you go. So we will pick back up in February, but this time... We have my sister. Uh, yeah. I have been excited for you to be on this podcast I'm for what? Easily six months. Yeah. It's I feel like might be nervous. Because no. okay. your drink suggestions yeah. have been the best <laughs> yeah. so far. Sorry, Reggie. You can fuck yourself. But <laughs> your drink suggestions are delightful, as is this drink. I have never even heard of what's in it, and I fucking love it. Yes. Yeah. So Easy. what is it, Alyssa? Okay, so this is a dream sickle, but it's a, a concoction that my boss made up when I worked in a bar, and it's just orange juice, cream, and liquor 43, which is an orange liqueur. Oh, God. It's like drinking orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, with that, a little, it's, mm-hmm. it's more delightful orange juice is what it is. Yeah. Oh, and it gets you fucking hammered. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I make them, you know. With just a little hint of that cream, like, ooh, it is a creamsicle. For sure. Right. That liquor 43 is gone. It is. We drank it all. Drink the whole bottle. Really good. <laughs> Nick did have some drinks too, though. Yeah. One. No, no one and a half. One we didn't make half. him that other half drink. Yeah. All right. So, can we talk first what? about how your I know sister? Her? What? Well, yeah, what you guys her? are. She's your older sister. She is older. Is she two years older? Two, two years and nine months. Okay. Yeah. That's about like my sister and I are. Two years and like six months or two years. People think I'm the older one. <laughs> they do all the time. Like, you oh. know what? I don't even want to fucking hear it. I've been mistaken for my sister's mother <gasps> four t- oh. twice. Oh. Two times. More than one occasion. And she's like, it's your soccer mom haircut. So that's why I oh. fucking grew out my hair. Yeah. God damn it. I was pissed. It's nothing like, yeah, never... she's two years younger than me. She's not fucking 18 years younger than me. Caitlin and I used to get people asking us if we were twins. Yeah. I can see that. You guys really? do look quite I a bit never... alike. She has brown eyes. I have blue eyes. Well, yeah, you have like giant chocolatey like doe eyes. Thank that was you. the first thing. Okay. So let's get back to what I wanted to talk about. Your book. Yeah. Oh. And what is it called? I can come up with it. What do you see when you dream? No. Nope. God damn it! What is it? Do, do you, you see, see me, me when, when you, you dream? Oh. When you sleep. Fuck my life. Anyway, <laughs> I've read it. It was delightful. Thank you. Do you see me when you sleep? Yeah. But there's a Caitlin in there. Yes. yes. And she has big owl eyes, as I recall. I think I even brought the book <laughs> yes. downstairs yeah, and I, I read know. it too. <laughs> oh, I'm spit now? Oh my god, I've drooled out the with side a, of my mouth. With my messy bun. Yep. Yes, yeah. messy bun and owl-like eyes. Yep, I was like, that's, that's perfect. That's Keelan. It is me. I was going to say bush baby. Yeah, that's but then what I was you call like, me. I know. But how you do you call keep it a little, little bit bush different? Baby. Yeah. I call it a bush baby. A bush baby with my giant eyes. I'm pretty sure she can see in the dark. <laughs> Probably. Like, I'm pretty I sure. But yeah, Alyssa, my sister, Alyssa Wise, did write two books. And she's writing a third one and revamping <gasps> the first one. Yeah. What is your third one? So my third one is a continuation of the first one, which is why I'm revamping the first one, because I wrote the first, it was my first book, I like went into it, I did um, National Novel Writing Month, where you literally write a novel in a month, yep, I did that, I just busted through it. I have a friend who says that's not the way to do it. It's, it is, but it isn't, like, it's totally a great way for somebody who's never done it before. Just to get to a just bunch of shit it. out on the paper. And it makes you, it makes you do it, hmm. you know, and it gives you a timeline, because that's a big part of, you know, telling yourself, like, oh, I'm gonna do it, and then you don't, but when you have all these other people doing it, too, and you kind of have, like, a deadline, and you have a, a goal, it makes you do it. Here's kind of, like, the rundown real quick. I, 
I did my first book, which has been a story that I've been thinking of for years, and I wrote it, and I'm like, ta-da, standalone book. Then I wrote a second one, and everybody's like, where's the second book of your first one? Where is it? And yeah. I'm like, there is no second book. Like, that's it. No, yeah. And they're like, there bullshit. There is a second one. Yeah. They're like, bullshit, you need to write a second book. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know what to do. So then one day, I got really stoned. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> like, just, you know, regular day, got really stoned, and I was actually... I'm like, like my 9 a.m. in most <laughs> Yeah, <mornings>. pretty much, <laughs> yeah. And I'm Poor just sitting, sitting around super high, and just all of a sudden, I was like, oh my god. You have it? I have it. just sort of... I was like, oh, here we go, second book. So, my first book is called Illicit. My second book is Illicit Memories. I'm Ooh. working on it right now. I literally wrote on it the other day, like... Really? Yeah. Okay. So what's the the first book called? Illicit. Yes. Your second book is called? Illicit Memories. No, your second book oh, is... Oh, my... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm saying that sequel. Yeah, no, it's not sequence, but the second book itself is Do You See Me When You Sleep? And both of them are on Amazon? Only Do You See Me When You Sleep. Okay. And it's available on Amazon or Kindle Unlimited yeah. if you have okay. it, which I do have it. So I was like super jazzed because I was going to buy it. Yeah. And How do you get I was your... like, haha, I don't have to buy it. Yeah, because you won. <laughs> yeah, she won the contest. Yeah. Well, I won the contest and it's on the Amazon. Oh, yeah. Right, which so you I can just, yeah, for. just rent it. Yeah. So do you get proceeds from that? Only if somebody buys it. So because I got it off of Amazon Unlimited, right. you don't get any proceeds. I don't, but every download shows up as a sale. So every sale I get, it promotes me more and more. Okay. Yeah. So where can they get your first book? So my first book, you can actually, so I have a website, it's AlyssaWise.com. Uh-huh. Alyssa, like Alyssa Milano, and then Wise, like the name, like the word. Yeah. Like a wise owl. Exactly. Like right. So AlyssaWise.com, <laughs> you can order both of my books there, and I ship, it just comes straight to me, I ship it from my house. Nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I sign every copy that you buy. Oh. So there you go. Anyway, your book was very readable. Thank yes. Because I know the difference. She's a good writer. <laughs> I've read a shit ton of books in yeah. my day. Well, and the fact that I was reading it during the day says a lot, because usually I'm just a read at night yeah. to put me to sleep. Well, just yeah. you wait, because this next book is the best. Yeah. Mm. Well, then I'll I'm excited for it. For sure Way sees. best. Your story, Caitlin. No. So, okay, yeah. So, Alyssa has two stories. Two stories. One's personal. Yes. And one is yeah, one you epic. saw. Okay, one's epic. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I it's epic. You fucking raised the bar. Yeah. You know that. Well, is it about I... a serial killer? No. Ooh. Well, I mean, okay, you know, I guess you could categorize it as that. Oh, okay. in a my. Way. In that a way. is intriguing. Okay. So I'm going to go first, and then she has her two stories, yeah. and then we'll go from there. All right. Let's begin. Ready? With ready. your new journal. I don't even like your new I journal. I know. It's a pineapple. Like it. it says pineapple. Okay. This story is about Elizabeth Schof. It's S-H-O-A-F. Correct. So yes. hopefully we're saying it right. Um, so this is September 6, 2006. Okay. Fairly I always like to try to figure out where I was in 2006. I know I had a job. I was in That's high school. Good. You can fuck yourself. <laughs> I was not in high school. I'd been out of high school for fucking 20, no, 20 11 years. years 11. <laughs> oh my God. I thought it was going to be 20 years. Edit that part out. Go on. Uh-oh. Is in a small little town in South Carolina. Elizabeth is 14 years old. Oh, okay. So every day she gets off the bus to go to her house. But this day when she got off the bus, a police officer approaches her. Uh-oh. He handcuffed her and said that she was under arrest for possession of marijuana. What? Just like sight unseen? Just shows up? I guess. That would be terrifying. That's rude. It's my worst nightmare. So he didn't lead her to a police car, but he led her into the woods behind (gasps) her house. Oh, Elizabeth. Oh. Elizabeth, of course, realizes when she's about a m- half a mile in the woods, this man is not a police officer. <laughs> I mean, you should probably realize that before. So I would not have. I've been like, I'm sorry. Side note, ladies, if you're being detained, first of all, you can't just be arrested just out of the blue. Right. Can't if you? You're being, you, know, you cannot. You can be detained immediately for questioning but if they're not taking you immediately to a police car, fucking run. Well, she's 14. I'm sure she's just like, I don't know what's happening. I know. I'm just saying. But yeah, yeah. To all you sure. listeners, that is sketch. Fucking run. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking Alyssa's advice. <laughs> Actually, I would freeze. Are you kidding me? And, be, and I would go with him. So, <laughs> Michelle's like, I guess so. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> no. 
So he leads her to, uh, he uncovers a door that's in a ground, in the ground, and he opens it up, and it's like a little bunker. Elizabeth, no. Aww. The man told her that the woods were covered in booby traps all around, so if she tried to escape, he would still catch her. Oh. And that shit is probably true. I just watched that goddamn Preppers right. show, and it was all about booby traps. Also, pay attention to your, you know, your trail in. Same trail oh, out. Yeah. Wow, you're giving all kinds of dude, survival. Dude, my advice. dad. Dude, my dad has instilled this shit in me. I'm not I believe even... you. Did he take you guys out shooting and like teach you how to use guns? Yes. Immediately. Dude, we got a taser for Christmas. Yeah. <gasps> I am jealous of the taser. Yeah, we got a taser. A light. It's a flashlight, flashlight taser. taser. Yeah. Um. So Good. he tells her to get in, and when she gets in, she sees a homemade toilet, a propane tank for like cooking. And a small battery-operated TV and a bed. Oh, dear. He immediately chained Elizabeth to the bed, and this is where he would rape her two to five times a day. <gasps> oh, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Oh. When he ever left the bunker, he would put a homemade bomb around her neck and said it would detonate if she tried to escape. Oh, my God. Jesus. Or, like, try, probably try to remove it even. Yeah. It would probably explode. Ooh, that's terrifying. Uh, so the first few days, she heard helicopters and people walking up above the oh, door. Oh, they were probably out looking for her. for her. Oh. Mm-hmm. But, but she didn't say anything. No, because he was there. Oh. And plus and she was chained like, and, yeah. You need to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And I have this bomb around your neck. Exactly. And I'll probably kill your whole family if you try to <laughs> oh my escape. Gosh. Um, well, that seems to be a well, big no, it's true, theme. Yeah. It's well, like, yeah. I'm just going to kill everyone if you don't comply with what I say. I mean, and that method pretty much works. Like, I'm going to kill your family. Like, I won't want my family killed, but... Can I just say, yes. like, I feel like anybody like this that is caught later on, mm-hmm. that type of premeditation, you should just be killed. Mm. No, oh, no lengthy like, death row. Serial killer should be Absolutely. killed. Absolutely. I am on board with everything you're saying. Oh, you're caught. I wish, you have proof, and you did. I wish most people would die in prison. Same. So. Oh, poor Elizabeth. I, I don't want to get back to her, because her but, story is not sounding great. No, but what she did notice is that the man always had his phone with him and had conversations with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. How do these motherfuckers get a girlfriend? Well, I I, they're very charming, is what I hear. Dude, Ted Bundy had a girlfriend. Yeah. He had a fiance. He w- I yeah. would probably be like, oh my god, I've dated Ted Bundy for five years and I didn't realize. So she started to be nice to him and noticed that the more nice she was to him, the more nice he was to her. Yeah. Okay. So she, um, she got actually, all buddy buddy. Yep. And she actually started saying that she liked the interactions they had. So, like, the sexual yeah. abuse. She yep. was like, oh, you know, that's great. And then she started saying, I love you. And yeah. he started saying, I love you back. And then he stopped chaining her to the bed. Oh, because her trust has developed. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they started planning their future together. Like, they wanted to move to a different state and start over and have a future together. Not live in the bunker underground. It's going to mm-hmm. be so great. Yeah. Exactly. Sunlight in my life. Yeah. Uh-huh. He actually let her start playing games on his phone while he was there. Oh. What he didn't know, though, is when he fell asleep, she texted her mom. Yeah, no shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So she texted her mom, but of course she's in underground in a dense forest, so it kept coming up not delivered. Not delivered. Oh, God, how heartbreaking could. But finally, one went through. Oh. And it. I bet that mother mom. was like, oh my god, thank god. Yeah. I'm crying. So the mom, of course, sent the number to the police, and the police were able to identify who the number belonged to, and then trace the area, like, yeah. the cell towers, yeah. oh. to the kind of area. Mm-hmm. So this man was Vincent Flea, a 36-year-old construction worker. He would watch. He watched Elizabeth get off the bus every day and knew what time and such like that. He already had a warrant out for his arrest for sexual conduct with a minor. Oh, uh, kill him! <laughs> yeah, agreed. I'm right with you. I mean, Elizabeth said that it was a Friday night when they were watching the little TV together and saw the news with his name on the screen. <gasps> mm-hmm. So he was very frightened and scared and she and he asked elizabeth what he should do and she told <laughs> oh him God, they're yeah. after me she said you should just 
like run and then when everything dies down looking for you i will leave the bunker and come find you and we can start our life oh together my God, Elizabeth, oh yeah I love you dude. so much i love you so much so he's like that's a great idea so <laughs> he left and once he was gone she, she fucking me. left yeah she left and she was in that bunker for 10 days oh gosh but once she got out she started yelling for help like i'm here blah blah, blah. and police real police yeah found her and got her back to her um parents so did he have like a uniform and everything he was wearing the- uh yeah he was wearing fatigues she said Oh, okay. So, so he just found whatever he could find yeah, exactly. at the military discount store. Probably. Oh. He was like, I'm going to go pretend to arrest this girl. Yeah. Also, quick side note, ladies. If you're being pulled over and you don't feel comfortable where you're being pulled over, you have the right to drive somewhere where you feel comfortable. You know A what? A police officer might get frustrated with you for taking so long, but if you put your flashers on and drive at a regular speed, not trying to outrun them, and go to a safe place to be pulled over... They'll understand. No, I got pulled over one time. I was driving a shitty car. It was 3 in the morning. It was a 77 Honda Civic. The little, like, I don't know, hatchback piece of shit garbage. And so I'm driving (laughs) along, and I got pulled over for not having my turn signal on long enough when I changed lanes. Chris had a ticket for that. And five cop cars showed up. So it was this guy and then five other police cars. It's just me by myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I was you know, 21 or 22 at the time. And I was like, this is fucking terrifying. Of course I was stoned to sell. And they're like, are you stoned? And I was like, no, I'm not stoned. But, um, no, it was terrifying. And there's like all these police cars Mm -hmm. all around me. And it's like, you don't feel like you have any rights. You can't, you don't feel like you can do anything. And, you know, fortunately nothing happened. And I was able to go along on my way. But just the fact that I got pulled over by myself at three in the morning mm-hmm. and there was essentially 10 men yeah. like surrounding me. Yep. So police searched uh, his house. He was not there, but they found multiple holes that were dug. So he was practicing for oh. the bunker. Oh, God. So he was testing it all out. Wow. But a tip led police to Vincent really quickly. Oh. He was only a few miles away by the time they found him. <laughs> so, um, so his yeah. runaway plan that Elizabeth hatched for him didn't yeah. work out. Fuck you, Vince. Yeah. So he right. pled guilty to 17 charges, including kidnapping and rape. Um, I don't know all the counts, but it was 17 yeah. counts. And he was sentenced on September in September 2007, so a year, um, to 427 years in prison with <laughs> no chance of parole. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad it was like... Okay, so see, now again, if I feel like if you're going to spend life in prison, we should just kill you. I my mean, tax dollars. Let's save them. I don't want to spend my tax dollars is... giving you money to eat because you raped some poor girl. Yeah. Like, we just need to make it faster. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Because, like, right now, having people on death row costs us even more money. Right. But some people on death row still are, are innocent. Are innocent. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Whatever the fuck, Caitlin. Okay. But what I'm saying is, like, I I can understand having a long death row on situations where it's, like, kind of harder to prove. But, like, he had a chick in a bunker. Yeah. They found the bunker. They have her, like... Plus, he had a prior. Right. Yeah. Kill him. Yeah. So, Elizabeth then was on a lot of different news networks telling about her story and how brave she was and how smart she was. About being staying calm and even doing the reverse psychology. Yeah. Like, I love you. Like, blah, blah, blah. No, that's smart. You yeah. know, they even say sometimes with rape victims, they say, you know, if you just go along with it, unfortunately, you're being raped, which is very traumatic, but it could keep you from being killed. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. And, oh. Um, so that. her yeah. story even became a dramatized lifetime movie called Girl in the Bunker, oh. which premiered May 28th, 2018. I saw that. I didn't watch it, but oh, I, but I saw, saw the Girl the in the Bunker. For, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's her story. I'm going to go watch it. Yeah, for sure. So go watch it. And in a 2013 interview, she was working as a dental assistant and spent her free time exercising and taking self-defense classes. Yeah. She also volunteered with the sheriff's department to educate parents and children about stranger danger. Yes, dude. She was quoted, I am the perfect example of what can happen. It's just a remembrance. 
I used to keep me, it, I used it to keep me strong. I survived and I can help others survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's taking her experience and teaching others. Making you know, so, it awesome. Yep. I did hear she did graduate college and has a career. That's so um, hopefully, you know, she's spreading the word of stranger yeah. danger, which yeah. you know, usually doesn't, stranger danger usually doesn't happen. It's usually someone that you know, yeah. but like I mean, anything right? can happen. Yep. Well, yeah. well, especially when you pretend to be the police, because you've been trained your whole life right. that you need to go along with the police. Exactly. And you need to believe what they're saying to you and all this yeah. stuff. And, you know. Yeah. So and that's you, hard. It is yeah. hard. And, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you do need to know what your rights are. And, you know, even police officers, unfortunately, I'm all for police officers. Yeah. But dicks can become police officers. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and so, like, sometimes, Agreed. you know, they can be a little overzealous and, you know, they can make you uncomfortable. But, you know, as long as you know your legal rights mm-hmm. and know how to prepare yourself and act and keep yourself safe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Alyssa, you yes. got two stories. Yes. Let's jump into it. I okay. hear you have a personal so survival my, story. Yeah, my personal story is uh, it was, let's see, what year? 2017? Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, Christmas She should have been on our Christmas episode. Sorry, Carrie, but you brought no Christmas stories. <laughs> All right. So, Christmas so, Eve. my husband and I are pirates, and we do trash outs. You know, people pay us to come and take cool shit out of people's I houses. Like, I don't know what the fuck a trash <laughs> out is. Yep, trash out. People die. They're like, yo, my aunt died. So, it's like 1-800-GOT-JUNK or something where they can yep. call you, and yep. you'll go and just grab everything. Yep. So my husband and I, we were working on this trash out. It was actually for a friend of ours, so it was kind of a lengthy thing. We were kind of doing it at our leisure. And uh, it was Christmas Eve, and the plan was we were going to go out. She was out in McMinnville, so we were going to leave our house, go to McMinnville, do a little bit of trash out, and then I was going to leave from there in my own car and go do Christmas with my grandma. The fam. Yeah. Caitlin here, I guess. Yeah. So Chris was driving. He had our Suburban and a big flatbed trailer, and I was in my Subaru coming out it was probably eight in the morning and we were coming through grand ron past the casino and just as it's getting to the part where there's two lanes um kind of where that big smiley face is i know exactly yeah. what you're yeah. talking about <laughs> two lanes and the road's icy you can see it there's cars in ditch in the ditches along the way oh that's not so a good I'm like, sign all right cool i got a, i got super i have all-wheel drive Take it I'm easy. just gonna, yeah, was, you know, I'm just, I'm going slow. I'm not time. gonna break hard. Yep, just doing my thing. Chris is in front of me, I'm behind him. We're going. Gets to the point where it merges, and a car in front of me merges. I'm a safe distance, but they break. So I literally just go tap on my brake. Just, I mean, like, didn't even hold it down. Just tapped it. And she's like, Arr! yep. And my back, my back end out. swings out right. Oh. So I try to correct slightly because if you overcorrect, that's where you know. I slightly try to correct my butt goes out left and there's that big knee I feel like mm-hmm. your dad would have prepared you guys he did for this and this is why I survived because <laughs> of my dad I'm not even shitting you dude yeah. so like the median's there I start going left I'm like okay shit I don't want to go left so I overcorrect back to right and then I straighten out my wheels and as I came I literally spun completely around the median into uh, the other lane what yeah into the other lane of traffic and did a whole second turn I did two 360 turns on the highway. I have fucking goosebumps. That's yeah. terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a dog with me. I was super freaked Are out. Are you sick? <laughs> oh, no. I was so freaked out about my dog, Joni. Oh, my God. And so, anyway, so I did Joni, two spins. I just, I kept Sorry. my foot off the accelerator, off the brake, kept my wheel straight, and I just kept watching. I just kept turning my head back and forth, making sure there's no cars. Cars had already passed on the other side. And there were cars coming, and I was in their lane. I could see them, and I knew. So were you facing oncoming traffic then at this point? At that point, actually, no, they were behind me. Okay, so because you're I was in the correct direction, but, but still in spinning. the wrong lane. Right. Okay. So I just kept watching, and I'm spinning, and I'm just hoping nobody hits me. Because I know nobody can break in this. So like they're just going to hit me. Yeah. Right. Because um, if you break, you just lock up, exactly. as you know. And you just keep going. <laughs> yeah. So I just kept, you know, I'm just looking, looking, looking. I'm spinning, I'm spinning. Oregon this... is not prepared for any sort no, of cold. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. And so as soon as I hit the gravel on the other side of the highway, I pull my e-brake. Oh, shit. Good job. And I screeched just, just to a stop. Right? right. 
just off the shoulder and before a ditch, mind you, like a deep ditch. So I'm just oh, like on the shit. side of the road, facing the way I was originally going, but on the other side of the highway. Fucking precariously perched. And on I'm stuck and ditch. Chris happened to at that the moment I lost control look in his rear view mirror and see me spinning out of control. <laughs> because and what he was like doing? <laughs> Dude, No, he, he straight up he was like, Fuck, there goes my wife. Like what? she's dead. Like because he saw me go into the other lane of traffic and there's like nothing he can do about right. it. Right. Oh. So he pulls over um into a driveway on that same side of the road. I come to a stop, I get out of my car. He's running down the freeway. Aww. Like, just running at full blast. And I get out, I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> and then you get hit by another direction. Dude, seriously. So he Flattened. comes up, and everything's fine. My car's fine. No dents. Nothing. Everything's fine. So luckily, no one came no. at that time. But right afterwards. As oh, soon really? as I hit the gravel, cars passed me. <gasps> so, like, I was in a pocket of nobody hitting me. Oh, wow. my goodness. And it was so close that, so afterwards... You know, I, I pulled over into the same driveway that he was in and uh-huh. left my car because I was so shooken I couldn't couldn't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. We went to the casino because it was just right so, like, there. You need just a second to... to chill out. Yeah, honestly. Maybe let's grab a Bud Light. I did. Bar. No, I went to the bar. <laughs> I went straight to the bar and I said, I would like a beer, please. And he was like, well, we don't start serving till 10 a.m. Because it was like super. <laughs> I mean, like, you're going to get me a goddamn beer. No, so I said. I said, okay, listen, I was just like, I just lost control of my car on the freeway. I need a beer. And he said, oh, that was you? <laughs> he That's saw, he was one of the cars coming to work. He was one of the ones that just missed me. Oh. He saw the whole thing. He's like, here. Yep. And he said, you did so great. Oh. I'm like, thank you. Can I please have a beer? I appreciate and that. And he said, I can't give you a beer. Oh, no. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So I didn't get my beer. No. no. I would have stayed. Dude, I, yeah. When do they start? Sir? I feel like 10 a.m. Oh, so this was like 9.30. It, and, oh, no, it was, it was like, like 8 a.m. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, at that time, it was probably like 8.30, maybe 9. I would have been so mad. And so, I, yeah, dude, I kind of, I was like, fine, whatever, dude. I'll just, I'll I just drink in my car they have, then. They didn't have like mimosas or something? Nothing, yeah. The bar wasn't available till oh, 10. He was just dicks. setting up. And I was like, whatever, dude. I went to a little deli and I, I couldn't eat. Chris got like full breakfast and I was right. just like so shook enough I couldn't. And to this day, if it's icy... I, I can't, I pull over. I can't drive in it. Yeah. It freaks me out too much. I literally have PTSD about it. Well, I bet. I bet also. I mean, it's just, we're so not prepared Mm-mm. for any kind of crappy weather right. in this right. in well, this area. Rain. We yeah, no, rain. we get a lot of rain. But and in actually, winter, yeah. yeah. my understanding is, and maybe I heard this wrong, but my understanding is because we have all the rain, our roads are kind of curved down so you so there's sort of like a hill a little bit very subtly so the rain goes off right but as soon as the rain freezes then yep. cars also go off in fact what do we have like six inches of snow and they shut down the entire town yeah they oh, really yeah. did yeah i mean yeah. there's like no one drive there was police alerts and yeah. they're like we're not coming to get well, you because nobody nobody knows how to do it you know luckily yeah. we've had a dad who teaches evoc you know which is yeah. emergency vehicle driving so like mm-hmm. i've known since I started driving, what to do in those situations. And that's my only time I've ever lost control of my car. I'm going to start yeah. taking classes with your dad. Well, when it, snowed, <laughs> when it snowed, my dad took me to a parking lot. And he's like, go full force and hit your brakes. Hit your hit brakes, brakes so you back. know. Yeah, so you know what it feels like. Yep. And because it goes, da 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 you know. Yeah, it's scary. But that's he's your like, ABS. Yeah, he's like, he's like, but that's how it's supposed to be. Yep. Um, so, driving the snow is... It's still scary, but yeah. Oh my god, bitches! Well, the thing is, this wasn't even snow. Right, it was just ice. ice. It was just ice. It's the ice that scares me. The yes, it's like because a lot of times we'll get snow and then it'll rain on top of that, and then the rain will freeze. Yep. And that's what happened to Joel the other day. Um, It snowed for like two hours here, and then it immediately had freezing rain on top of it, and. He was taking the dog out to go to the bathroom, and he just slipped on that ice, like, you know, because we weren't mm-hmm. expecting it, yeah. and he went down hard. Yep, oh, my God. Stairs. You should see this, like, whole bruise on his whole backside. It was like, oh, I fell God. out. Of, I fell out of our bus because the steps were frozen. No, yeah. and it's like you don't expect it because we're in Oregon where it rains all the time, right. and but it does occasionally freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what, uh, well, I'm glad you're safe. Thank you. Yes. And I survived. I was, yes. I and I still made it to Christmas. With this. <laughs> she did. She still made it to Christmas. She was late, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, 
It was yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of fine. Oh my but. god! And that whole night, like I was like, we were like, at grandma's. I'm like, should we leave? Should we go home? Is it starting to freeze? Like I'm like watching the weather. I'm like, I don't, I don't really. Dad's like, we're fine. We're in a truck. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, oh, this no. time? This no, year? That, that year. Oh, that, that year. year okay. I was like crapping my pants. No shit. I agree. Like I would be the same. Well, on that note. What's your next story? Yeah, my next story. Way Let's more epic. Along. Way more epic. I gotta okay, tell let's you. Hear. I don't know. That was pretty epic. Yeah. Scary. Okay. I took a wrong turn in San Francisco once and came into oncoming traffic. Oh. It's all on. It's all one-way traffic That's there. So scary. if you take a wrong turn, you'll just come across a wall of cars. And Ooh. it is terrifying. All right. What's so, your next story? Okay. My, my story is... About a couple of survivors, but the, okay. the one that the main one that I'm talking about tonight. Do you her, want to know what this hiatus is all about? This one month, it's well, about firing Michelle. That's what. It is. Finding gonna, a new co-host. We're gonna sit down, yeah, and talk about the plan for the podcast for the future. I just want to like, see you in. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. we laugh and laugh, but that shit is true, isn't it? No. Michelle, Michelle shows up to apologize, and she's having interviews for her new co-host. <laughs> Actually, took place in the seventies. Okay, so about let's be honest. Let's <laughs> be honest. So, um, so her, her and her husband. Okay, Leslie and her husband. Yeah, they joined. They joined a group. Um, her husband actually ended up becoming a secure, or, yeah, security chief for this person who was making this group of people to make a, a safe place. All all races, all genders. Where are we in the country? Uh, it starts in California. Okay. That sounds right. So, you know, he's making this community of people and he, God damn it. he ends up starting a church. It's and it's a, you my know. My mom is probably part of it. <laughs> I mean, it's actually a church. Like, it was called the Maybe. People's Temple. And if anybody knows what that's about. You know I know going. what that's about. <laughs> yeah. So eventually this entire group of people end up being about a thousand people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Moved to South America. Yeah. Because, yep, they were under... Uh, scrutiny from California police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so Leslie in this big group. Do we know what year it is? Uh, so when this whole thing takes place, the story, it's uh, 1978. It's November. November yeah. 18th. I was born in 77, okay. so. November 18th, 1978. Okay. She knew shit wasn't right. Okay, so Leslie's feeling a little like she's feeling a little weird in this, this community. This group is maybe not quite where I yep. want to so be. So she did go to South Africa. Yeah. Okay. Yep. She, was in South, she was okay. in South what? America. Sorry. She's South in America. she was in South America for sixteen months. So she was there for a long time. Yeah. She has a three year old son. Okay. And she realized shit was not kind of the way she thought it was. Mm. And so her and ten other people decided to leave this group. Okay. okay? Um, but they ended up having to go out into the jungle. Yikes. Because they're so far from any other town, uh-huh. this little community that they're in. So she strapped her son to her back, actually sedated him because she was so afraid of this person. Uh-huh. Like, my baby's going to cry yep. or do something and yep, give to me be away. Mm-hmm. So she sedated her son, strapped into her back, and traveled 30 miles through jaguar-infested jungle. Shit. Yeah. Her husband was with her? No. Her <gasps> husband is With probably well oh. into this yep. group. Yep. And she makes it to safety. Oh. With her son. But as soon as she makes it to safety, she realizes that the entire commune she lived in had killed themselves. Is this, <gasps> James, is this, this is Jamestown. Jamestown. Oh my god! Oh, we were and she talking about Jamestown. She escaped the day they committed suicide. Whoa. Oh my goodness. I have goosebumps again. Yeah. She she didn't know this was happening. No. Well, so she had an idea because, so the guy, um, Jim Jones, who uh-huh. was the leader, was doing um, practice mass suicides. 
Uh, and they didn't know it was practice. He would make them drink, do these drinks, uh-huh. and then after they did it, he was like, oh, this was a test of faith. You know, you passed with doing oh. these mass things. So now what changed it, What the reason why they did this mass suicide, why he pushed the mass suicide was a bunch of people in his commune, their family was really concerned from California, and they actually sent... Oh, what was his name? I had written down. Congressman Leo Ryan mm-hmm. to go investigate. Hmm. And he showed up and they, yep, they let him in, showed him around. Yep. And there was actually a, quite a few people that were like, hey, take us with you. Like, oh, we want out. Like, we're we concerned out. about this yep. situation. So they defected. And one of them, which was another survivor, his name, I wrote it down. Where is it? Uh, Vernon Gosney. Uh-huh. Hmm. He was one of the people who defected and went with the guy. He ended up leaving his son, young, very young son named Mark, at the commune because he thought he'd be safe. Oh. So he left with Maybe this to go group. get help. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He was going to go back for his son, but he was like, you know, if I leave with my son, maybe they'll attack. I'm just going to leave him. I'm going to go get help with no, this, go get, with this congressman. Go get him back. Well, um, Jim Jones actually found a note from Vernon to the congressman saying, like, hey, this shit's going on. We need help. He saw it, and that's what triggered him wanting to do this mass suicide oh my god so he even sent undercover people with them to the airstrip when they were leaving and killed them vernon was, vernon was shot multiple times <gasps> in the yeah. stomach but survived barely apparently but oh his, my gosh but his son was part of the mass suicide 918 people were killed. You know what? I got Jamestown and Waco confused for the longest. In fact, (laughs) Caitlin was like, bitch, no. Like, you're talking about two different incidents, FYI. (laughs) So, before 9-11, Jamestown was the biggest American, like, mass killing that the country had ever seen. And 900 and how many? 918. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, okay. So, okay, so, uh, let's see. Um, Back to Leslie. Leslie, yeah. So, she carried her three-year-old son for 30 miles to the jungle, to the next town. Out of the 918 people that were killed were her mother, sister, brother, husband, (gasps) niece, nephew, and her five (gasps) in-laws. So, she lost 11 people that day. Her whole family. Her whole family. Who she'd known since she was 13. So, then, uh, let's see. What are they? Oh, yeah, so, uh. The re- he after this had all ha- happened, Jim Jones had told everybody like, "Hey, you guys, we have no hope. We have no future because this congressman is dead. Like he you he killed the congressman, and he used and that death used against that, them. Essentially, he's saying, we're all at fault. We're all gonna be prosecuted. There's no way out. There's no hope. There's no future. This is how we have to do it. There's been all kinds of studies about the leaders of commune or communes just because they're so charismatic yeah and they can just get all these people to follow them yeah. on i mean really just like a shoestring they're, they're sociopaths, you know and yeah. so he claimed to be this like deity and like i'm an atheist but he was an atheist and he was using that. interesting he didn't believe in, in any of the shit he was saying i know because it's like sometimes you wonder like did it Whatever they were hoping to happen, did it happen? No, he, no. he was literally just a sociopath who wanted control, and once he realized he was losing control, he, he killed just everybody. He killed everybody. Yep, his only way, and then he killed himself. Uh-huh. And he didn't even kill himself with the poison that he made everybody else did. He shot himself because he actually idolized Hitler. <gasps> That's not who really you idolize. Yeah. Yep, so he killed himself like Hitler. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Um, and there was another survivor, Tim Carter, who was actually only saved because Jim Jones instructed him, his brother, and another guy to take um, three suitcases containing $1.6 million in cash and gold to go take it and put it into hiding. Mm. And I don't even really understand why because he killed himself, so like I don't know. Maybe he wasn't planning on killing himself quite yet. Right, maybe. So he survived, but Tim said he was, he was at the embassy in Georgetown. He came back to get the suitcases. Isn't and Georgetown, isn't that in South Africa? It is. It okay. was next to their... Co- it was the 30 miles away. So they they had an embassy in Georgetown, and they actually had a facility for the People's Temple in Georgetown. So a lot of survivors were actually at that temple because they didn't get the notification to kill themselves. Okay, where's Georgetown? We gotta look it up. Are we in South America? It's in South America. Okay. Yeah. You said South Africa. Oh, sorry. I said South, South Africa. Oh, okay. And you said South Africa, yeah, but South you've America. been saying South okay, America. South America. Yeah. America. 
Georgetown is in South America. Okay. It's, it's the 30 miles from where Jonestown was, which was their made-up commune. Um, to me, probably the most fucked up part about it, well, two of the most fucked up parts about it, was that Jim Jones um, made the children go first so that oh. the adults were forced to kill <gasps> themselves because they had nothing to live for. Oh, my God. So that the children is... were ingested with cyanide through syringes in their mouth, just like, you know. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't like cups? The adults drank oh, the cups, drank but the because cups. of the kids, they They're had, like, already dead. Them. It's like... So that, yeah, he killed the kids first so that the parents would follow through. And so <sighs> Tim Carter, who was one of the ones who was ordered to get the suitcases, this is his quote. Um, he came back to the pavilion, which was where they're... All the dead bodies was. are now. It was still happening. Like, everybody's still just ingesting this stuff. Oh, God. He said, Sharon Cobb, a pediatric nurse... He found her with a syringe in his son's mouth, and Malcolm was already dead, which was his son, and his little lips were covered with foam. Oh. He said he put his arms around his wife, Gloria, as she held their son, Malcolm, and he just kept sobbing, saying, I love you so much. Oh and they were both God. already dying. Jesus oh my Christ. gosh. Yeah. Listen, you can't never come back. Yep. yep. Do you know yep. how long it took for someone to die after drinking it? Minutes. Minutes. It's very quick. But it's painful. Ugh. Is it? I would cyanide. Uh, it I causes guess. you to have know. seizures yeah. foam at the mouth. Okay, yeah. yeah. But it is very quick. Oh. Um, it, the other worst part is um, a lot of the people didn't want to do it. Right. And they were forcefully injected against oh, their will. Right. Oh my god. With cyanide. That is That's heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, just the fact that they killed all the kids first. I know. Oh. So Leslie. People are fucking crazy i man. know uh she went through a lot of things after that survivor's guilt yeah. oh yeah no drug shit, addiction man. homelessness Aww. uh post-traumatic stress all this stuff but now she has a book out about oh. surviving she is an advocate for helping people realize that they are in cults and how they can get out and how they can get help <gasps> well cool. and that's part of the issue is that you just don't even realize that like, you're a part of it i mean well, it's like i've got this people great that group. get stuck in it you know they don't have a lot of outlets and so they get they think they're safe they right. think they're being taken care of and uh -huh. they're not yeah but um out of the uh 918 that died 36 people survived that's like none right practically right oh my god well, oh, here she is. Him. There's Leslie now. Aww. Aww. Unfortunately, her son, what was his name? Uh, Jakari. He's uh -huh. actually on death row Aww. for attempted murder. <gasps> oh, dear. And he's had a lot of run-ins with... So he's not killed it in life. Aww. He really hasn't. He really... Oh, bad. so here's um, Vern. He's the one whose son was killed. Aww. But he survived. survived. But he got shot several times. He did. But he survived. But he says he does not stop thinking about his son and how of he course. failed him. Aww. And how he could have saved, you know, Aww. probably could have saved him. Oh, here's his son. Aww. Oh, could you be more adorable? <laughs> yeah. And his wife, or I don't know if they were married, but the mother of his child, um, she actually passed away during childbirth because she was giving too many sedatives. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's not what you want. I know. It's traumatic having the people that did it out of their belief in this person. But then to have, there's a guy who said, you know, he walked through afterwards and people had injections in the back of their neck. Oh, You know, because they were so. fighting. They didn't want, like, they didn't want to do, they didn't want to yeah. die. Yeah, I just think there's an innate, yeah. like, survival instinct that just comes up that you don't even hardly know you have. And yeah. it's just like, I'm going to oh, yeah, fucking and, fight uh, to the death. Out of the 918, more than 300 were kids. <gasps> you oh cannot come God. back and you're done forever. Yeah. That's had, so sad. I had to share it just because it was so devastating. No, yeah. That is devastating. They have a bunch of documentaries about Jamestown. Mm -hmm. I've um, watched a few. It's, yeah. Like, it's interesting yet tragic. My gosh. It is. It makes you just sit there and go, Fuck. Yeah, it's amazing what people do over religion yeah. or over their spiritual beliefs. I should say it's not right. necessarily religion, right? Yes, but <sighs> yeah, it's sad. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm like fuck people like that, dude. And yeah, then he just like kills himself, like coward. Yeah, yeah. You know, fuck yeah. you can't face the music. Yep. You're a dick. Yep, and it was yeah. all because you know this guy came. You know, this congressman came and was like, "Hey, we're checking you out we feel like something's up and then he gets sees this note from one of his followers being like shit's not okay because they weren't like people were starving like they weren't and they were they were smuggling in drugs they were smuggling in firearms mm. like he was shit got real yeah 
wasn't all love and rainbows. Yeah, no. Because that's the thing. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's communes out there that are like, they literally are just like, yo, just leave us alone. We're all just happy, growing our own food, living yeah. our life. And like, that's totally chill. Yeah, you know. Religious or not, you know, religious <laughs> or not. Like, do your thing, man. But like that type of shit. Yeah, not cool. No, well, that okay. you're taking away choices. Right. I mean, there's no other way around yeah. it. Yeah, and, and Leslie's husband was one of the guys that killed the congressman. <gasps> he was one of the group that went. Oh, my he gosh. he was a security chief. He went and, and then came back and killed himself. And Oh, that's oh, crazy. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yep. Now I want to watch all those documentaries. Yeah, they're the really books. good. I've Yeah, I've watched a lot of them. I mean, good. Like, yeah. Right. It's tragic. But, I mean, they well are totally made, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, it's well, crazy. good thing for Leslie. She was smart. Yep. Well, I'm glad she got out with her son. Yep. 30 and, miles, you said? Yep. 30 wow. miles through the jungle. Literally through the jungle. That's so crazy. thick they couldn't see through it. Could you imagine? I And you know she was freaked out the entire time. Absolutely. Yeah. There's people behind her. Yep. And well, she you even gotta said, go, go, go. Did I write it down? I don't think I did. But there's a quote of her saying, because she was 22 at the time. And she said, like, as they were leaving, she was just literally waiting for somebody to shoot her in the back. She was oh. like, I'm not going to live past 22. I just know it. Oh. Well, I'm glad she did. Yep. Yeah. And just, like, it's so crazy, though. Like, it was literally the day of this mass suicide. And she didn't know because it took them, you know, a couple of days to get through this jungle. Mm. She even, they were using a lot of railroad tracks to follow their way. Mm-hmm. And there was a trellis. And she's terrified of heights. So she actually had to crawl across the trellis because she was so terrified. Huh. With her son strapped her back, like sedated son, like oh, strapped her back, yeah. you know, traveling this 30 miles. And then just to get to safety and find out that literally everybody mm-hmm. lived with, I mean, friends, you know, yeah. well, just her what family. was it, 11 of her family 11, members? Yeah, it was, what was it, her, do, 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 her mother, her sister, her brother, husband, niece, and nephew, plus her five in-laws. It was probably having her son strapped to her that yeah. really um, probably her. saved her. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. Because it's probably so easy to succumb to the fear and everything, and you mm-hmm. know, but she persevered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even though her son oh. has had a lot of trouble with the law and is, like I said, in prison, he still like holds his whole life for his mom because Aww. he's like she saved. She did me. it ever. Yep. Right. Yeah. yep. His mistakes are his mistakes, and he knows that. But he, yeah, he loves his mom. Oh, because she saved him. Because <laughs> as a three-year-old, he wouldn't have had a choice. They would no, just kill yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, no, they would have just killed him. He yep. would have died. Yeah, especially because his father killed himself. So like, right. if she had left him behind, he would have been part of that. Yeah, yep, for and sure. And just the fact that like, there's a freaking pediatrician there administering drugs to children. Like, that's crazy. Fuck. Like, fuck all you. Right. <laughs> like, that's insane. Ugh. Well, just the belief is so strong. Yeah. That yeah. you're on to something better. better. And, yeah. Well, and I I couldn't find her, but I remember when I watched one of the documentaries, there was a woman who survived that by hiding under her bed. Oh. Were, yeah. When they were, and she was older. She, I think she was in her 50s at the time. Okay. Or 40s or 50s at the time. And she hid under her bed because she knew what was going on because they'd been doing this mock suicide thing. Right. Multiple times he'd done this. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. So this is the real deal, the yeah. last one. Yep. And she was like, fuck that shit. And so she hid under her bed and she waited. And then she said she waited until it was completely quiet and she came out just to find bodies. Just bodies. Everywhere. Oh. God. Friends, family, everybody she's, you know, spent all this time with. Like, so people many spent people. years. Well, I was going to say, well, you're completely just immersed in it. Right. I yeah. mean, you believe it, you're part of it, you think you're working towards a greater good, yep. you're, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Well, and even Jim Jones, you know, he promised all of them a, an amazing afterlife and this and that. But his whole motivation was like, hey, our way of life is being compromised. This is the only way out. We have no hope, you know. <sighs> time to go oh and so uh tim carter the one who was told to like take the money and he like saw his children before he did that uh jim jones told he said he coolly turned to carter and said will you take care of your son first before you go before you go take this i you gotta kill your son first yep and he said no i won't could you imagine living with that your whole life just knowing that you yeah he said uh she started convulsing and then i ran as fast as i could that's heartbreaking. This yeah. is fucking heartbreaking. So Leslie Wagner Wilson and her ten fellow Temple members fleeing Jamestown had taken with them flavored mix with Valium to keep the children calm. And in quotes, it says, We are running for our lives, for if we were caught, we would wish we were dead, because the discipline would have been intense. We have to move fast, I thought. 
uh, once they find we are missing, they're going to start the search. We started going deeper into the jungle, and our leader, Richard Clark, Clark lost his way. And yeah, they just. So continued. it wasn't just her? It was, no, there was a few other. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the only okay. reason she got to go was because one of the women who was with the guy who was leading them out trusted her. To not, to not be. Because, so that's the thing. Uh, one of the people that attacked the congressman who was a defector wasn't really a defector. He was oh. pretending. And he was trying to, to root out the defectors, probably. Yep, yep. So it was really, yeah. Um, let's see. She said she told Clark. She would go to Matthews Ridge, which was 50 kilometers away, and if her husband caught up and shot her, she wanted them to get her child out. She Aww, was like, fuck, fuck me, just yeah. make sure my son gets out. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, it was just Well, I'm glad crazy. she got out with her son, and oh. at least 10 other people, but 918 people, it's so many. And this person, this was um, one of the guys who went back after everybody said, so it was really evident to me that people had been flat out murdered, held down and injected the ones that didn't want to drink the poison. Oh uh, my gosh. That's awful. That's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. So crazy. Well, Leslie was brave. Yep. So was this ten, ten other people. Well, and, it also and so were you, <laughs> Alyssa. Yeah. That's right. Crush your car. You know, it's, it, it just goes back to like, trust your instincts. You know, if something feels wrong. Yeah. Trust your gut. Wrong. What do you have to say about that, Caitlin? Trust your gut. Yep. Wait. Your gut knows what's up. Trust that bitch. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's Seriously. Right. Okay. Enough. <laughs> Thank you, Alyssa. Of course. <laughs> for coming on our season finale. Yes. <laughs> and we'll be back February. New and approved and refreshed and... Probably with the same sort of probably get up. Yeah, hopefully it's good. There's still be drinking. There's still be drinking. If there's not drinking, I'm not coming. No, there's drinking, survivors, and a good time all around. So we hope you have a safe and fun New Year's. Yeah. Check out Alyssa's books yeah. on Amazon and Kindle and your website, AlyssaWise.com. And uh, very readable. Yeah. Yes. So we will see you next year. Next year. Uh, Hope you have a 2020. 2020. 2020. So goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.